Hello everyone, welcome to the Magic Beans podcast. This is episode number 171. My name is Cracker and I will be your host today. And I'm joined by a single bean and my good mate, Chewy. How are you? I'm really good, mate. How are you? Great. Great. Excellent. Thanks. Yeah. Shorty's uh, still... I think he's in Alice, now. Yeah, Alice Springs, the last yeah. update I had. We're in Crocs. Not yeah. good, Shorty. Yeah, Not good. No, no, yeah. I don't know what's going on there, mate. Like, yeah. you're in the bush. It's thongs or blunnies, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's no in-between, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, look, he, he was in four-wheel drive mode in the photo that I saw. He had the little, you know, sport mode thing at the back, so... <laughs> Uh, it might just be because his ankles are so skinny they fall out of Crocs normally. I'm not sure, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 never a good look. You know why Crocs have those holes in them? Why is that? It's so your dignity can flow out. <laughs> yeah. So okay. yeah. There you go. So probably polarize a bit of the magic community there, but yeah, uh, if you wear Crocs, you deserve it. All yeah, right. Hard agree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I hope he's having a good time, and uh, probably be listening to this driving through like the West McDonald Ranges somewhere, which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, mate, we've got a few things to talk about this week. Some news, some updates on top eights from various different events. But um, before we talk about all those things, do you want to tell us about who let us have a top eight that the Magic Beans ran? Absolutely. Uh, the I say fine folk, I feel like I'm underselling them, but the 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 brilliant humans of mm. Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, they are the official sponsor of the Magic Beans podcast and our tournament series, of which uh, we just had a league conclude. And they are a Facebook auction page. They do nightly auctions. They do claim lots and win it now posts. So however you prefer to purchase your magic cards, whether you want the the fun of an auction or you just want to, you just want them, you see them there, you want yeah. them, uh, go to jpmtgbazaar.com.au. They meet all of your needs. They've got a full-time auctioneer, which means that the shipping, uh, packaging and communications are as good as the prices. And that's saying something. So go over jpmtgbazaar.com.au, uh, get bidding. And when you do win, just tell them that the bean sent you. And they'll keep sponsoring us. You keep getting, you get cheap magic cards and we get our free to enter leagues with excellent prizes. All you need to do is just tell them that we, uh, we sent them your way. Absolutely. Now's a really good time as well. Like you said, there's the claim lots. So Pat's been listing just heaps of Commander MasterCards because they're available now. So the set has been fully released. So people will start getting their hands on those. So just literally jump into one of his posts and say, I want four of these or whatever it is that you need. Commander cards, so you can just get one, I guess. <laughs> well, it depends. So, it depends how many commander decks you have. That's, that's true. That <laughs> right. There are true. there are staples being reprinted in Commander Masters. So yes, yeah, get your jeweled lotus here sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah for true. sure. Yeah. So go check it out. Uh so I mean let's start there. Let's talk about our league that we've just wrapped up. So this was our Explorer League, which has been running for a while, it feels like. Um, but we we had the top eight play out over the last week or so. And the finals came down to Mark Wallbang and Aragoth. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we uh, if you haven't watched out or watched, listen to our previous uh, cast, we did go through some of the, the deck lists, gave some mm-hmm. uh, predictions. Uh, we were... Mostly wrong, uh, but no, us wrong uh, on predictions yeah. for magic decks we've yeah, never I played. Know, right? That seems inconceivable. Uh, but super, super stacked top eight, 
uh, and a uh, a worthy final pairing of Plains versus Forests mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, yeah, Mark Warbang taking down – Mark Warbang with his mono white list taking down Aragoth's uh, mono green uh, 2-0 in the final. So congratulations to all of our top eight competi- competitors, but uh, for uh, Mark Warbang, uh, you are the Explorer League champion. You've secured a seat at the Invitational and – a nice little price purse as well. So yeah. uh, absolutely amazing. So uh, coverage is a little bit different on this one. What are we doing there with our uh, with the coverage of these top eights and where can you find those matches? Our mods have been jumping in, actually, and they have been doing commentary over a bunch of the top eight matches, which has been really cool. It was uh, great for them to volunteer their time on this one again and uh, it's been really good i watched bits and pieces of it i haven't gone through the whole thing i uploaded one i think it was last week or the week before to our youtube channel it's about two hours of content there which is pretty fantastic it took a while <laughs> for my upload to render it in hd but we got there it happened eventually Absolutely. so yeah go, go check out youtube uh the link will be in the show notes i'll make sure to put it in there but uh, uh and i've got the final the- as well which needs to be um We'll, we'll get that, oh, yeah, we'll get that one up very, very shortly. Yeah, okay, that's great. Um, so we might say we've got modified coverage uh, for this, but uh, one of the highlights, I mm. think, of the coverage was J-Mud's beanie. Like, J-Mud, j- turn the heater on, mate. Like, you live in Geelong in winter. Uh, you look <laughs> like you were camping in the snow. Honestly. He just came back from Fiji, mate. So he's still probably like suffering uh, you know, okay. like climate okay. shock, I think. Yeah, is okay. There. That so. is fair enough. He also, you know, there's there's not a lot of J-Mud either. He doesn't have a high it's percentage true. of body fat, true, so he probably true. feels the cold quite acutely. Uh, but they did a great I've job. i someone um, can lend him. Uh, yeah, some I've got some body spare. Fat. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mate, I, I can crew Sky Sovereign on my own. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so... <laughs> But uh, it's uh, it's great to see those guys on there. They've, we've got some amazing magic talent and magic brains in our mod group, mm-hmm. and uh, to yeah see those guys take the reins uh, with that, particularly while Shorty's away and, and things as well. Um, yeah, stepping uh, through the breach and uh, and doing that coverage and doing an amazing job. So well done, guys. Uh, we'll have another league uh, announced quite shortly. And uh, Cracker, we need to get together and talk about a, a one-day event with our mods as well. We to, do, uh, yeah, to sort of see what uh, see what we can do there. Maybe some some limited was pretty popular. Yeah, we could do, that, we could do yeah. sealed when wilds releases, maybe. Yeah, something like that. So uh, if you have some ideas on what you would like for a one-day event, jump over to our Discord again. Link in the show notes <laughs> and tell us what you would like, and you know we'll take some uh, community feedback and. Uh, Maybe we'll run two. Who knows? So Yeah. I mean, we only yep. put them on because you guys want to play in them, right? So exactly. Exactly. Let us know so. what you want to play and we'll make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. And again, to be up to date with all of that stuff, jump over to our Discord. That is the place to go. So Correct. Yep, absolutely. So some big news that came out was today, actually. This morning yeah, I saw it. I think so. Yeah. Uh, the One Ring, which we found... Well, we didn't find, sadly, which was found in Canada, has been sold to, unsurprisingly, Post Malone has purchased that one. And uh, quite the sum of money, mate. So, there were bounties out 
which which kind of escalated all the way up to like a million euros they were up to. This uh, this went for two million US dollars is what he sold it. Yeah, he bought uh, it for. insane. That is that is one life changing sum of cash right there. I tell you what, that uh, is uh, yes, yeah. So congratulations to that person and I guess the postie for yeah. um, for being the ring bearer for for mm-hmm. at least the time being. Uh, I guess, you know, many others might have been tempted by it, but uh, it, <laughs> uh, I've got they a- They didn't I'll, have Smaug's hoard to help fund no, the No, that's right. It. That is, yeah. It's, uh, if, if I knew a single Post Malone song, I could probably throw some song titles out there. Sure, yep. So, I saw him live, super entertaining dude, like, mm. but- his music's not not for me. I guess yeah. it's the uh, appreciate that he's a talented guy. He's a great performer. Uh, not enough uh, distorted guitar and uh, f- false fold uh, fry screaming going on for my musical taste. But he's uh, but he can do that actually. Posty, do a metal album, mate. I know you're listening. Uh, but uh, yeah, congratulations. Uh, kind of the a, a bit of a bow on. You know, one of the biggest talking points in Magic's history, this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, treasure hunt and, uh, you know, wh- is it real? Is it, um, you know, where will, who will open it? You know, everybody was like, what if I got one sort of thing? Yeah, of so, course. How can you uh, not? Particularly and- the, the prices were going up. And up yeah, and up. absolutely. Look, mate, I could spend two million bucks pretty quickly. I reckon. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I I'd have a better microphone than I've got now. Uh, there, there we go. Yeah, um, and and no mortgage. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that that'd be nice. Uh, could afford to get a haircut. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably get my hair fixed so I wasn't so bald. Yeah, oh, many things, mate. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, but it's a uh, it's it's nice to see that. I wonder if they'll you know. Give it a, a couple of years and do something similar in the future. I'm not sure, but uh, uh, I hope they don't do it too soon. It was yeah, a cool thing, agreed. but it it would wear off pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, it would, and it would would devalue everything. It's interesting Absolutely. to there's some speculation now as to whether it is now like whether it is worth that much. I mean, the value of anything is what someone is willing to pay for it, right? So. Strictly but could Posty sell it today, for two and a half million, right? Probably well, not. maybe. Now that he's owned it, though, does that increase the value? Right, oh, there are of who he is. correct because of mm. star-owned things. Sometimes they they could increase in value, but it's it's a ludicrous amount of money. But from what I've seen, he has no interest in selling it. Certainly not immediately. So yep. I expect he'll hang on to it for a long time. I yeah, saw a idea. um I saw a clip on Twitter of the guy I forget his name um of when he like just opened it. And so oh. he's got it in the sleeve in his house. He's filming it with his phone and he is shaking like you oh. would not believe. Honestly, he's shaking more than Shorty does when he opens that's, a magic card. Wow. I know. That's a that's lot. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, look, I'd, I'd I would be, be too. exactly the same. I, I yeah. don't know that I'd be willing to pick it up. <laughs> I think I'd just like put it on a table and put it in a sleeve and then just look at it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that I want to walk around holding on to it. Yeah, no, I would not want to. Yeah, but no, good on them. Um, and did the did the right thing with um, you know, the process as well, mm. and made sure that uh, everything was done right and uh, protected himself and all the rest yeah. of it. So, congratulations, young man. Uh, in, enjoy, in, enjoy an easier, 
existence mm. than uh, than you might have. So that, that's great. Uh, what else is happening in the magic world, Matt? So we've just come off the back of the Pro Tour. And as part of that, there was there was a whole bunch of announcements, which we'll kind of get to as there are more cards that come along. So we'll definitely spend a fair bit of time talking about the PT and the Magic Con and all the stuff that came with it. But uh, there was the a bunch of Doctor Who Commander cards that were being previewed. So they're doing like Doctor Who Commander theme sets, kind of it's the universes beyond thing. So like the Warhammer 40k decks that we just had a little while ago. So they've you know previewed the doctor and the tardis and missy and, and a few other things so have they I got know- the the angels yet i'd be interested to see that card just oh the the weeping angels i haven't yeah. seen that one there's there's very few that they've actually kind of okay i think i've but- seen art for a dalek but i can't remember if it was just the art yeah there's a the davros text. i'm pretty sure yep, that i okay. saw so there's, there's definitely a few things kicking around um shorty and jay mud will be very excited and talk yeah about I, I think maybe obviously. when that comes out we'll get J yeah, mud on to so. talk with shorty because i'm a casual doctor Same. who viewer yeah yeah, yeah. yep there so. were a few seasons there that i watched a couple of doctors that i enjoyed and then that's about the extent of it for me yeah so, um but yeah that's that was some of the cards that we've started to see and then also we're now getting because it's always preview season mate uh yep throne of well not throne of eldraine it's the next eldraine set wilds of eldraine that's the one wilds of eldraine uh so saw some cool art for a goose with approximately nine heads i think it was or something hydra goose that make makes nine foods (laughs) 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 it's like the three lanoir elves right sure lanoir tribe yeah yeah i know the one yeah yeah so we started to see some art they've previewed Ashiok as the planeswalker. Now, there's a change that came out as part of this. I don't know if you heard. They've announced that they're only going to do one planeswalker per set moving forwards. Which is very, very interesting because I know- It's a big about face. uh, Yeah. Well, it wasn't that long ago that we had War of the Spark (coughs) where there was just infinite planeswalkers. But Mm -hmm. I think, you know, this is just a- a way to like get the density down and and things and it's a, it's it's tied to some storyline stuff sure. uh, which you know we won't delve too deeply into that fluff but uh it it does make uh, particularly from a limited perspective uh super special if you open a planeswalker uh and you know hopefully that means that they're you know appropriately powerful as well mm-hmm. and you know ashiok seems decent uh doesn't seem broken but seems seems playable um it seems like you have to work for it which is cool i prefer planeswalkers where they're not just generically powerful effects right yeah, like you, yeah, you have absolutely. a deck that's built around what it does and then you leverage it and it it kind of pops off in its own way yeah that's right yeah it uh requires some synergistic cards mm. included mm-hmm. in the deck rather than just the appropriate manner yeah. yes uh so yeah i it's it's interesting. Um, the seven people that play Oathbreaker are upset by it, but it is a uh, it's it's a different tack, you know. Like we've had a lot of Planeswalkers, you know. Mm-hmm. Each each of the recent sets have come with multiple, and we've had some real misses. Uh, we've had some role players, and we've had some absolute powerhouses. Like if you think, of, obviously, Oko is the one that comes to mind when we're talking about Eldraine, but think about Wandering Emperor. Wandering Emperor, absolutely. Um, you know, various Teferis, uh, Lilianas, mm-hmm. and, and, and things along the way. There's been some sort of format-defining, not warping, but format-defining 
planeswalkers or maybe baby teff was format warping but yeah it's uh it's very interesting with with the uh the direction interested to see how it goes don't hate it so do you want to hear the the tin foil hat theory Ooh. about why they they're pulling back on it okay yep like i'm i mean because commanders bad for planeswalkers so they every now, set's a commander set every set is a commander set legendary cards are more important than than planeswalkers are so they can be your commanders and yep. planeswalkers are generally unless you're playing like full-on super friends they're generally not great in commander they they're amazing in 60 card formats when they're good right you have a lot more yep. potential there but like a, a planeswalker lasting a full turn cycle of three people if it's really oppressive attacking it like oko in commander is whatever like no one cares yeah because you just oh you you pinged my thing all right cool i'm gonna cast you know 11 things or whatever like you can just kind of go <laughs> yeah. off around it right whereas yep. six card formats it it makes a big difference so i think that's that's a, a bit of a tinfoil hat thing that i've heard which also makes sense but i'm i'm not mad about them pulling back on it you got to work within different design spaces and this is one of the many knobs that they can tweak let's you know go well, with it absolutely for a bit, see how and it the limitations breed creativity as well so yeah, you know sure. that's that, that's uh yeah it's, it's good i i like it uh be interesting to see if you know they're always like multicolored um or whether mm-hmm. that's you know whether they're going to have you know a mono or colorless planeswalker in the future i don't know so yeah because mm. you know all the colorless planeswalkers totally fine yeah. no problems with any of those at all can't mate they're really good um, <laughs> um so, so before we talk about khan though yes, uh yes. with eldraine comes our f- the first of the new yearly band cycles yes correct now do we talk about khan we absolutely should and could yeah Let's- so Khan the Great Creator showed up on the weekend uh, and shows up in other formats. And mm-hmm. as though things like, I don't know, Fable of the Mirror Breaker and Shieldred and, and things. So, yeah, I'm not going to make any predictions. Uh, I'll wait to see. But um, I think I think Khan the Great Creator will be looked at. Let's just say that. Yeah, Not sure maybe, which way they'll go. Maybe. I, I hope we see unbans rather than bans. I think that'd be more fun. I did see an article today where people are saying, give me black, give me back like Splinter Twin and Artifact Lance. Like look Pun- at- look Punishing at- Fire is what I've seen people talking about. Yeah, that's actually feels ridiculous why that is on the, uh, mm-hmm. on the banned list when you think about the power level of things at the moment. So yeah, yeah I think that is definitely something that they- could be better they being wizards could be better at is unbandings but yeah in that's all in the context of modern uh mm-hmm. that we're kind of thinking at the moment because there was a modern pro tour on the weekend there sure was and we watched i watched a lot of it okay i watched stacks we um we all went to we went to chris's place on saturday and ate some delicious food oh check out the food channel in the discord um oh yeah, it was, it was I didn't good. need didn't need to eat the next day just quietly. Yeah, no, I would have eaten the brisket again the next day. <gasps> oh, really if good. if given the opportunity. <laughs> I, oh, um, the uh, the yeah. the mac and cheese was wasn't bad either, mate. Oh, Don't worry thank about you. that. Appreciate yeah, yeah, that. It was really good. Yeah, I was pretty pleased. But yeah, so we we went to Chris's place with the the goal of helping sort some of his collection, and we did we did a good job. We got through a lot of cards. 
there's still a lot more to sort. But in the background, we had just a, a TV with coverage. So we had like day one from the modern section just playing in the background. And so, you know, we're just sorting away and chatting and, and watching just a whole bunch of the the early Swiss rounds, which was really, really good. There was so, some cracking matches as well. It was, uh, you know, yes, people winning out of nowhere and uh, yes. some big brain plays. It was pretty exciting to watch. So the limited portion, did you get a chance to watch some of that? We, we actually got to watch one of the drafters, didn't we? We sat through and watched Kai. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I drafted this set quite a lot. Like I mm. went from bronze, bronze to plat, um, in, in limited last season and really, really enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I had a winning record, which probably helped me enjoy it, but sure. it, it was a, a really, really fun draft experience where, you know, there's a lot of, lot of cool synergies. There's a lot of powerful things. There's a lot of things that you think are medium, but it, in the right situation can become really cool. Uh, all of the, the like the two color pair uh, seemed relatively even. Like the Grixis colors, I think probably the best. But yeah, I uh, heard green white is probably the weakest. But if no one else is drafting green, then it actually can be pretty good. It can be bonkers. Yeah, the food synergies and things that you can get. Um, yeah, there's a few things that are um, you know you're like, oh, why is that only sorcery speed? This would be a good card if I could, mm. you know. Like there's the two mana two two dog thing that you can sack a food to put a one one counter on it. Like if that was once per turn instead of only as a sorcery, like that whole archetype gets better. Right? So it's just a on the huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. But not But limited not like, as well. So you can't just like you know You can't Ned Tuco husk it sort of <laughs> yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a couple of things like that where it's just like, oh, this is almost really good. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's a um a really, really fun format and man, watching watching the pros draft it, you know, like if you're not into limited, that's fine. But I guess for context, like if you're if you watch a pro play uh, a constructed format versus, you know, your average F and M player, like the actual draft portions the, the same sort of uh the same sort of difference where like reading the signals uh, understanding what their deck needs at the time, understanding mm-hmm. where the table's at and uh, prioritizing picks and things is a massive skill, an underrated skill in Magic, I think, because we put a lot of stock in the constructed stuff where the limited stuff, there is so much in the way of skill. And if these players didn't, you know, 3-0 or 2-1 their drafts, they wouldn't have made top eights anyway. So it's, yeah. it's you can't ignore the limited uh, portion of an event like this. No, you cannot. And I'll tell you what, uh, this is the best limited coverage I've seen. They stepped it up. They, they just, they, like, quite often in the past, I would skip the draft portion because, like, I don't play a lot of limited, so unless it's a format I'm particularly, like, cube. in with. Yeah, well, I mean, cube. Yeah, obviously, I love, uh, <laughs> I, I watch a lot of cube. But, um, like, watching Kai draft and having it over his shoulder and the speed at which that like the focus they had was really really good. So Kai did a good job in terms of like showing understanding cards to that he was yeah, on coverage, yeah, yeah, yeah understanding yeah, his yeah. his role, but also just like the way that they had everything set up and like it was actually really easy to follow. And you could see like his last pick, and you could see like all the picks that he'd made. So you could see 
like where he's testing the waters on things and where he's settling into what he's trying to do and then like the specific things he's looking for and the coverage was really good you know the the, the, the coverage really were, supported were really that strong. right yeah. yeah having i think they you know like cheon and mm-hmm. um and co who were you know limited uh fans themselves mm-hmm. and and being because it was like i think they just did a really good job on coverage in general like you know graveyard camps and things but yes when the pl- when a player was playing the like grinding station combo deck, mm-hmm. Corey Bowmaster was commentating, who knows that deck really well, so he could talk about the lines and and things that it was really really uh, on point with the coverage. And then similarly, you know, Paul Cheon, you've played more limited than anybody else. You're covering the the limited portion and doing an amazing job as well. So yeah. it's it's very cool. Uh, it's not just it's not just a rotation. Like they put some thought into it. So, from a direction perspective and all the rest of it, like great job. Pro- yeah. pro- production was good. Yeah, it was really and also good. like matches had like two and a half minutes of downtime in between them. There's no huge gaps, which is a thing that they've been doing for a little while now. But also, when there were pre-recorded matches to sort of keep up and catch up, they actually like played them at one and a half times speed. So they're not so fast that you can't follow it, but like a lot of that dead time because it's modern, right? There's, there's a, lot a lot of shuffling. fetching. There's a lot of shuffling. There's a lot of like thought seizing people's hands and making decisions based on, you know, what they're going to take and all that sort of stuff. So like there's complicated things that are just a lot of like nothing's happening. <laughs> like it's just a lot of, you know, sitting there with, you know, the commentators having to pad. So it actually helped condense that a lot. So yeah, um, it was really good. Really, really good job. Uh, so maybe we should quickly talk about the metagame and what what was represented yeah so, absolutely because it was a spicy one really yeah Not- I, I don't think there was anything that showed up so i mean lactose evoke scam right they don't yep. want to call it scam on coverage because i guess there's negative connotations to that word but if you see the deck in play it's kind of a scam was the most played at 19.3 percent, and then you've got four color omnath then Rhinos, Mono Green Tron, Yogmoth, Demir Control, which is a one ring deck, which has actually got 5.9%. So it's actually quite represented above Living End, uh, which was next. Which and then surprising. Yeah, very much so to me. Uh, Burn, Is It Merc Tide, Five Color Creativity, Jeskai Breach, and then Other. So Other makes up the most of the field uh, at 53 decks, so 19.7%. So basically about the same as Rakdos scam so the only deck that wasn't kind of a known factor or previous deck coming in i think was just demir control like if you had read me this list i wouldn't have been surprised by any of those except for demir control and that was the thing i heard i started to hear about you know a couple of weeks before where you know it was just leveraging the ring and counter spells and removal and that sort of stuff so a a typical control archetype it it kind of got crushed Uh, yeah it didn't do very well, not as badly as Omnath. So a lot of people thought that Omnath was going to be, was was definitely the top of the ring decks, right? Because you you accelerate into the ring, then you play your Omnath, you get your life back, or you, you play Omnath, you, you generate your mana. It's exactly what you need to cast your ring. You draw some cards, you kind of chain off. But it got crushed, man. It just got absolutely dominated. Well, Mono Green Tron is a bigger mid-range deck. 
It's the biggest mid-range deck. It's yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And like the Rakdos Evoke decks, the Scam mm-hmm. decks, probably the only deck running uh, apart from you know maybe something in the other and Burn. There's not a lot of Blood Moons going around, mm-hmm. but. You know, Tron doesn't care anymore. Tr- yeah, Tron's kind of evolved past that as well. So, I, you know, they're at least playing like single copy of Big Daddy Khan. Like they are, like lower to the ground, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's changed. It's not Tron from five years ago. No, it's, uh, and I think they said on coverage they were talking to, um, you know, one of the teams where they were like, we think starting with these twelve lands is the best way to go, and. Let's scrap everything we think we know about Tron and build this like it's a brand new archetype that we've had no experience with. And yeah. you know, the Tron, Tron decks look a little different. So Yeah, yeah. So if you look at um Simon Nielsen's list, because there's there's a couple of Trons in the in the top eight. Uh and Simon Nielsen who is absolutely killing it. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, he's on a tear. But uh his list has got some some really spicy things like it's got some it's got a talisman of resistance in it which is the green black talisman which is really different and it's also playing uh urza sagas so yeah the not not it's the other other urza land <laughs> i guess <laughs> right it's actually yep. not playing too oh wow the, good job wizards it's got two urza sagas in the land slots and two in the enchantment slots because you know why not thanks magic.gg it is it is playing the full four because yep. it lets you fetch out, you know, your relic if you need it or your map most of the time to go and get your other Tron piece. So it is it is pseudo Tron, even, even just uh, like a uh, a sphere or a star. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, under Blood yep. Moon. Well, no, it doesn't work under Blood Moon. It dies instantly. But I was going to say, yep. like that's that's one of the ways that it kind of gets out. And then um, Besaidu as well is the thing that kind yes. of goes around it. Uh, yeah, but the the cards for the competition in 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 a lot of ways there's Khan out of little Khan the great creator and look i have i have down ticked Khan the great creator a lot mm. in modern right mm-hmm. not not uh, with tron lands in play but i i, mm-hmm. I have different my uh Eldrazi creature is a bit smaller than ulamog the sea sasanga yeah. but oh, he's in the sideboard but the the wishboard uh so also like Khan does uh, Stony Silence things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Khan turns, you know, things into creatures. Like he's a a very versatile thing, but being able to go and get a Chalice of the Void in game one against the Rhinos deck, being able to get uh, a Sundering Titan or a Cityscape Leveler against the Omnath decks, being able to get a Haywire Might uh, to, to blow up, you know, a, a Blood Moon... Even, you know, who cares if they've got, if they're mountains because Khan's colorless, so Haywire might, and then you mm-hmm. can use your star to get the green. You know, there's there's a stone brain for obvious reasons. And then, like, it's just so powerful. And when you've yeah. got seven mana, it's it just wins really easy. And Yeah, look, yeah. Some, sometimes you get to seven mana, you cast little Khan, you cast your ensnaring bridge, and you just wait until you draw something. <laughs> you know? No, I, I saw that. So I watched pretty much the whole top eight and yep. Calcano did that. Um, so Christian Calcano uh, playing a slightly different version of Mono Green Tron, a little, I want to say more traditional 
Mm-hmm. It's playing two copies of Khan Liberated and also a copy of Eugene, the Spirit Dragon. Uh, and then a couple of copies of Wormcoil and Ulamog is kind of its payoffs. But no um, Urza Sagas. So it's a more traditional kind of mana base and things. But yeah. I like the Gemstone Caverns. Yeah, uh, Gemstone's the, really good. The Misers, yeah. So yeah, I saw him on a number of occasions just cast Khan, fetching Snaring Bridge, cast it, and then, you know, Hey, congratulations! Your four-four double striking um, fury s- scammed back fury well, doesn't can't yeah. attack anymore, or yep. you know, and just buys those turns to you know. Well, then get your so, O stone in play and working, and then uh, you no, blow up your well, bridge, well, and then you do whatever you need to. Like this, well, just no. Well, you just you have you have uh, you have Tron, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, you, you know you you assemble that, and then you go and get your. Uh, walking blister sure and then you just win with that like you you lock up the game and you know and it's just like oh okay you killed my thing now now i'll just start casting all the mogs right you know it's just like i'll either kill you with a ballista over firing over a bridge or i'll make you jump through hoops to get rid of my artifact and then i will be able to then unleash the rest of my deck so i've i've done that in in Etron, plenty. This deck does it better, mm. right? Because it, it it goes bigger on its mana. Uh, so it's it's absolutely a viable way to win, and and a little bit of a fun way to win. I got to tell you as well. So yeah, and Gigantha uh, in the um, in the companion sideboard slot. as well in the companion slot is, is good. They're Just all playing a free the, roll. Yeah, they're all playing the one ring. Like it, it's it's good. Um, Warping Whale. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I saw Warping Whales counter Rhinos. Yep. It's uh, it's a very strong card. I mean, because, you know, sometimes it, they have that in the main. So, sometimes you don't have your uh, Chalice. Yeah, Chalice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, really, really powerful. Uh, but Scam took it down. Yeah. Uh, and only one copy in the top eight. Yes. Right. But um, but got the job done. Right. So, I... I interested to see the breakdown actually to see how well it performed overall but uh, it was, but if it you, was pretty good yeah okay uh if you haven't seen this so uh fury and grief with the undying malice and feign and death. death yeah so yep. you evoke them out and then you get like double triggers and then you get the, the creature sticks around one of the breakout cards of the format uh, or the weekend is Orcish Bowmasters, um, and then we've and uh, Dwarthy Voidwalker doing good things in, uh, you know, against the like the Living End matchup as well. No, 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 no. Dwarthy D- <laughs> Voidwalker is the most disgusting card I've ever seen. I, I kid you not. It's got so, a lot of text for two mana. It yes. So this guy Jake, who was playing um, Rakdos. He, in the semifinals, played against Amulet Titan. Mm-hmm. I saw him cast two Titans, two Primeval Titans from underneath the uh the Walkers. Walker. Yeah. Wow. And then in one of the games in the final, so he's playing against Christian Calcano, he had Thoughtseize on turn one, didn't play it. Played Doughty Voidwalker on turn two, Thoughtseize on turn three, and he took Ulamog, the Ceaseless Hunger. Attacked him for three with Douthy Voidwalker, and then sacked it, cast an Ulamog on turn three. 
without for free. paying its mana cost. It is stupidly broken. Yep. That card is completely <laughs> insane. And Calcano was just like, he just, as soon as he, he just like shook his head in resignation and literally just like <laughs> flicked the card over to him. So yep. like he, he knew what was going on. Uh, and he was on turn for a turn four, uh, Ulamog. Like just the, yeah, the, he was the doing fair his way. He was doing it the fair way, Chewy. He was, he was actually yeah, going to tap, yeah, yeah. tap four lands for 10 mana. Um, <laughs> and was gonna, was gonna cast it the proper way, but yeah, this Dathy Voidwalker. If you, yeah, like there is a lot of text on it. It it exiles things. The other thing that I saw it do was it cast against rhinos. So he played against. I think he played against Kai, and so Kai cast the the crushing footfalls. Right, came off suspend. Mm-hmm. It gets exiled. Goes under Dathy Voidwalker. So he sacked it to then cast the footfalls mm-hmm. in response to the sack trigger he cast a feign death so it came back into play and then the footfalls goes back underneath the Douthy void walker and then he got to sack it again so he ended up with four rhinos for the low low price of three black mana wow so it's it's totally bananas because it ignores the you know the fact that it has zero mana cost and like it it did some really really dirty stuff. So yeah, um, MH two cards, huh? Yeah, turns out they're real good. Well, actually, uh, one like the the biggest MH two card probably took a little bit of a nosedive in it, its dominance of the format, right? Like, yes, it's for Ragavan in this deck, yeah, mm-hmm. but like the the Ragavan stocks have somewhat diminished. Right, it's still it's still amazing. I'm not saying it's no longer playable or anything like that. Like absolutely not. But uh, it's not it's not as busted. Like the formats have adapted, I guess. Is yeah. What's happened. So yeah, yeah no, hundred percent. So I guess like Bowmasters have it has a lot to do with that. It's such yeah. a clean answer. Yep. To just be able to ping it down, and the main decks that were really uh, strong with that was Merktide, Right, like Merktide was the the format bad guy for quite a while. Yeah. Where it was just, it was the deck to beat. And it was, it was because it was the best Ragaman deck. It was the best DRC deck. You know, you just sat behind Keanu Magic and, you know, then eventually had a big Merc side. But played a good fish game. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, it really did. It's just, it doesn't get to cast the ring. It doesn't get to cast Bowmasters. And these cards, or Delighted Halfling is the other card that we should probably talk about. Yes. Which saw quite a bit of play over the weekend as well. And Bowmasters, good answer. <laughs> yes. Bo- yep. Well, Bowmasters doesn't answer Delight Halfling because it's got two toughness. But, oh, it does, yes. Um, yep. But yeah, it's all playing the Yogmoth decks uh, and also in the four color Omnath decks as well. Yeah, turn three Omnath cast. seems yeah, good. Yeah, and yeah. it also means that your ring is uncounterable. So it's kind of kind of dirty for that. So it look, Merktide still can just win. Like it, it's very oh, powerful cards 100 right? like it's a very it can be a very proactive deck but it's just kind of not keeping up and like if uh, go watch the finals like go watch the because it, it went to five games game four is probably the wildest game of magic i can think of okay like it, it is truly phenomenal like it it's it's worth just going right to the end of the vod and watching that game like that sit, five game set because it just shows the resilience of Tron. Like, it just, you know, you can get double scammed, you know, double griefed on turn one and 
then you're getting beat down for three with menace and three with menace. And like, you know, it doesn't have a good way of interacting with that, but just the holes that it dug itself out of the power of that deck and the play from these guys is just insane. The lines that they take in the understanding of like, you know, what their role is in any given turn and like what they need to do to, to win. And like, lines that they're spending ages thinking about the commentators like oh you can do this and you can do this and then they'll do something different you're like that seems like a really strange choice but they just knew like calcano just knew man like he's just wild and then the the commentators do that thing like we always do where you catch on two minutes later and you're like oh he did this because of this this and this and he's like three turns ahead of everyone so like it was a masterclass. and the other one to watch is any of the um dominic harvey amulet titan games uh yeah that's uh that that deck hurts my brain the so the, it's a little uh a, a little i'm saying that the games are sped up so it made dom plays really fast and when okay. they put him on 1.5 speed he plays really really fast so like <laughs> it, it was kind of mind-bending to watch but the man wrote literally like an 80 page document on how to play wow Titan. like he has been on it since summer bloom days and has just never let it go. And it's paid off. Like, this is the format where total mastery of a deck or, or understanding a format is better than having the most powerful thing, even though well, we, three we've been advocates is the most of that. Powerful three. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. We've been advocates of that from the start, really. Always. Like, if, yeah. if, you've, if you've got a deck that you, you absolutely love uh, and you've got a, a lot of experience with it, you're much better your win percentage will be higher than just picking up the new hotness. So if you've never played Scam or never played Monogreen Tron or never played Rhinos, but you've played something else that's a good deck, you know, what you know, burn, right? Hammer time. And hammer time, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and you've been playing that for years, you know, you, you need to understand that your win percentage will go down before it comes up, even though you might be playing a quote unquote better deck. Uh, so it's a, yeah, I guess just a lesson for, you know, modern in general. Um, it's, uh, it's great to see a deck like this in, in the top eight. Cause you know, we've got, got combo decks, right? Like, mm-hmm. like a lot of them are combo decks, essentially. Like the, the scam deck is a mid range deck, but it's got a combo feel about it with the, the evoke elementals Tron kind of a combo deck. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah, uh, Amulet Titan though is a a much more pure combo focused deck. Like, yes, it can cast prime times fairly and like just attack you, but you know it it doesn't have a backup plan like the Scam or Tron decks do. Like, nope. it, it, it's a it little little more focused, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I saw um, I saw the prime times get stone brained, and he just mm-hmm. scooped. Mm. Because there was That's no, right. there was no point in playing it out. Like, like you're not going to beat down was, with Azusa. <laughs> c- c- correct. Oh, yeah. look out! I mean, you've got a cultivator Colossus as like an out, but it just wasn't going to be enough. So if if you look at all the the decks that did well, they all have nut draws, just like straight up unbeatable nut draws. There, yeah. there, there's actually not. There's no Jund here. No. Right. Like the Tron is not. A fair deck, no. Nope. You know, rhinos is not a fair deck. Like, there's just the you just can't afford to be. They're all very proactive. They're all, you know, all combo-ish to some degree in terms of like they just have these 
just stone unbeatable hand sometimes. Like yeah. turn three natural Tron into Khan, still insane. still very good, right? Yeah, yeah but, absolutely. But with like you know rhinos, you're just like force of negation. Your thing, you know, subtlety. Your next thing, play my third land. I've got two four fours at your end step. Untap. Do it all again. Like just bounce your thing, kill your thing. Like it's just the full tempo game, right? And just getting like the two four fours seem. <sighs> Innocuous. innocuous yes they, they really do um and like i'd much rather cast living ends but that's just me <laughs> i want to bring back 20 power at the end but like it just plays like it's it's the best tempo deck right like there are two copies in the top eight for a reason kai who's you know top three players of all time oh absolutely right he brought it to the semi-finals like these people just yeah well let's let's talk about let's talk about the deck for those who are sure. uh so uh, they have an out of Merktide Regent uh, mm-hmm. as an alternate win condition. So that that's plan B. Kai's Quest- got two copies of Questing Beast. I love this. So talk to me. Mm-hmm. Why why is Questing Beast good now? Pretend I pretend I'm brand new at this. Because Questing Beast, in its many paragraphs of text, says combat damage that will be dealt by creatures you control can't be prevented. And the so- One Ring says I have protection from everything, but which prevents damage. Correct, but it does not prevent questing beast. So you can play rhinos. They on your turn three, right? They slam a ring on their turn four. They draw a card. They sit back thinking they're chilling, and then you play questing beast, which has got haste. And you twelve them out of nowhere. And, but maybe uh, fourteen if you if you if you haven't done sure. the yeah uh, you shardless agent into it yeah yeah yep of course absolutely so uh, yeah I think it's pretty and good then they untap and take damage from the ring on their draw step and you know like it's it's very very strong uh, also the deck just got better with Lorien revealed I I was I was absolutely going to talk about that like this card is you know a common from Lord of the Rings so mm-hmm. it's got Land cycling one. Yeah, right? island cycling. Island cycling, yes. So yes. that is in some cases and not all, but in, in sorry, it, I guess in the Rhinos deck, this is a, a, a better option. It lets you play less lands in your deck. Correct. And uh, it, you know, finds your third land to be able to play your Shardless Agent or exactly. your Violent Outburst. Yeah. Uh, or if the game goes long and... When you've got decks, powerful decks that have those nut draws, sometimes you don't have those nut draws and you have to eke out a win. Mm-hmm. Draw three cards, mm-hmm. not the worst, right? Yep. Super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all all this deck wants to do is hit three lands on turn three. That yep. is that is the number one thing that you are trying to do. Uh, same with Living End, but Living End is playing what's playing between sort of four and eight of the new cyclers as well, the land cyclers in Oliphant yep. and whatever the other one is. The I black forget. one, yeah. Yeah, the green yep. one as well. Uh, okay, they, yep. They've kind of got a mix. But, um, yeah, this is just, it's it's such a good pickup because, you know, it's versatile. But it, and- it does the main thing of, like, I just want to hit my land drops every turn because, because you're playing th- mono three drops, Apart from like, you know, fire, ice and dead gone, right? Those are kind of, yeah, I guess you've got like a bunch of free spells <laughs> with, with subtleties and things as well. But um, <laughs> it's you, modern, you know, yes. yeah, it is modern. You've got to play, you've got to play evoke creatures. Yeah. You have to hit your third land because you are playing from behind with the intention that when you hit your third land, your spells should catch you up. 
Absolutely. And um, missing is dead. Awful. Dead gone and fire ice mm-hmm. do bridge that gap really, really well. They do. And I, I, the versatility of them, sometimes, you know, tapping a thing, drawing a card, like, stops your opponent doing their thing because you can tap the land in there, mm-hmm. uh, in their upkeep, or you can, you know, tap down their big thing and attack past it or bounce it uh, with gone. Uh, you can dead their delighted halflings. Um, you can, you know, do all sorts of things like that. So uh, force of negation uh, protects your, your your combo as well. Like this deck's really, really cool. And I think one of the things that, you know, I know you love you some living ends, right? Mm-hmm. Probably, you know, as much as anyone I've ever met, maybe maybe Tom D loves it as much, but mm-hmm. yeah, the suspend four for one green rather than the two BB uh, oh, yeah. is no, it's- phenomenally yeah, different, correct. right? Yeah, less yeah, powerful absolutely. effect in- inherently. Like like living death is a a a very powerful spell, but you know if you you're not as sad when you it's draw not a these. straight mulligan. Yes, that's right. right. Like yeah. Your opening seven with living de- living end in it is not an opening seven. <laughs> it's an opening a, six, it's six with one of your three copies of cards that you really don't want in your hand in your hand. So yeah. you just you ship it immediately, right? Where Whereas, this you yep. you suspend it on turn one and then you go like the game's going to be about this, preparing for this, and we're going to play around it, and uh, you know your opponent's going to you know they can see it coming. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to warp the game and you either get rhinos or you're able to then position things to, you know, make them have to deal with that, lets you double spell, etc., and you can get more rhinos. Yeah, so, this deck always yeah. gets rhinos. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It, just, it just always has them, one yeah. way or another. So, yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I love this top eight, man. I loved it. It was so, so nice to just watch pros playing modern again like it felt like old times we were talking Real about the last paper time we, coverage yeah the last time yeah. we watched a modern pro tour was four years ago yeah at, at your place and tron <laughs> won it then as well that's right i remember um riley Toffle. knight like yeah. yeah bursting onto the stage and like picking yep. his mate up and yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. uh absolutely so yeah i uh, it it Modern is a format really, really close to my heart. It's it's a format that got me back into Magic after a fairly long mm-hmm. hiatus. Uh, it's a format that, yeah, we've played a lot. And it's very different. It's evolved. Oh, yeah, it has. But it's not bad at all. Like, it's a the format seems all right. So, I... And the coverage made it look great as well. Like, mm-hmm. and we, we touched on that earlier. But um, they did a really, really good job. Uh, of, of covering those things uh the the player profiles they've they've done a bit of star building they you know the the commentary was was really really good i can't wait for the next one when's what's the next event what's the next pro tour what are we what are we looking at next good question i think it is worlds in vegas i think is the next big okay. event yeah. which has got the side event of limited for a hundred thousand dollars Okay, mm. we, we're going to Vegas one year, man. We've got to do it. <laughs> we, we do need to do it. Fiftieth. Yeah. <laughs> was it you that sold that card for two million dollars? Is that is that what's happening no. here? Like, you- mate, oh, I, I would absolutely fly us all to Vegas if we if that happened. Woo. So put it all on pa- black. No, listen, no, no. <laughs> Pat, if you wouldn't mind, uh, just 
Listen, everyone needs to go buy more cards from Pat and tell him that we sent you so that we can go to Vegas, all right? Specifically Cracker and Chewy. Yeah, correct. (laughs) Oh, that's- um, Speaking of Pat and and events, actually- uh, Yes, let's talk about that. Yeah, so uh, Pat is uh, a pillar of the magic community in Australia. He doesn't just sell cards. Uh, He sponsored two players- to get to Barcelona mm-hmm. this weekend, this past weekend. And I think I got the names right. One of them actually, like, were right up there, maybe 16th. Yeah, we uh, did have and- an Aussie player in the top 16. Yeah, so got there with the support of Pat. Would not have gotten there without that. And, you know, Pat doesn't hesitate with that stuff. And Pat, you know, gives us, you know, much more product and 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 cash than what we ever agree to in a sponsorship deal uh and you know probably more than our listeners buy <laughs> cards from him right like mm. pat is about giving back because he understands the value of the community because pat is a, a rare human and he's great another great rare human is isaac egan who has sure been is. on the cast before from he his has. pro tour top eight and if you've played magic in melbourne you are friends with Isaac probably uh, or Canberra, uh, but it, you you know him right? He he's he's Isaac. Everyone knows Isaac. Um, Isaac had and with some others at plenty of games here in Melbourne have arranged a Highlander event uh, for Pat's birthday. So the event is up on the Pog Facebook group. We've shared it in our Discord. If you want to come and play some Australian Seven Point Highlander, or you just want to come and hang out, have some games of Commander, uh, come in. I think it's on the fourth of November, mm-hmm. so a little bit of notice there. Um, like it's in another three months. There's a tropical island uh, for Ooh. first prize, so like worth traveling for. Uh, there's yeah, there's going to be some more news and things coming up, but pencil that in. There, there's rumours of coverage of the event for those who can't make it. Uh, more news on that uh, at a later date. Uh, nothing confirmed yet, but uh, I was talking to Isaac and that, that something may be, may be happening. So, uh, but yeah, if you've never played Seven Point Highlander before, highly recommend it. Super fun. Just get your favourite Commander deck, turn it into a, uh, a 60 card deck and just come and play. It's really fun. Sometimes you get like thoracle, but most of the time you just have fun and, you know, see people do things in really interesting ways. And it is uh, for a really, really, you know, good thing just to give back to Pat a little bit, yeah. to say thank you and we appreciate you because he's a legend. He is. He is. Yeah. Um, fully back Highlander as well. It is like such a fun format. And they changed the rules recently so that if you don't have any cards on the reserve list, you get an extra point. So it's actually eight point Highlander. So there's some incentives there. Your deck doesn't have to be, you know, all dual lands and, you know, voltaic time keys and stuff like that, whatever the, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> voltaic key and time vault. Time vault. Yeah, I know the things. Um, so yeah, you don't have to spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on your deck for it to be competitive. You can do just aggro, mono red things and just win that way too. So whatever you want to do in magic highlander has a deck for you to do that absolutely it's it's competitive 60 card commander without a or it's like uh constructed cube 
Yeah. Is a good way to look at it as well. Yeah, vintage so, singleton. Vin- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's uh it's it's super cool, super it's fun. Cool. Yeah. Great community. Awesome. Uh, really supportive community for new players as well. And yeah, come and if so if you're in Melbourne, come down to Pog. If you're not in Melbourne, start uh looking at travel plans. You have got a couple of months to organize that and uh yeah, come and uh come have a crack at winning a trop. Nice. All right. Yeah. I think that's about everything we have to talk about, unless you had anything else out on the way out. No. No, no? not really. Just uh, have a run at Mythic again. This, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll see. I'll, I'll keep you updated. All right. I like it. Yeah. Watch the various channels to see where Chewie's making his run. So, as always, we talk about the Discord, but, like, it's the place where we all are every day. There's there's always things happening. There's a Highlander channel. So, if you want to talk about Sweet Brews, there there's posts in there on occasion. So, People are definitely out and about in there. Otherwise, if you want to check us out in other places, YouTube, we mentioned that before, we've got the top eight coverage from our event up there. Go check that out. Same with Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Magic Beans Cast everywhere. You can go to magicbeanscast.com. If you want to support us directly, you can do that through our merch store. You can buy sweet playmats and t-shirts and mugs and stickers, anything you can think of. You can get it printed with a Magic Beans logo on it. So we really appreciate seeing people rocking around in that gear and always trips us out when someone apart from us is wearing a magic beans t-shirt or has like an envy playmat it's um it's awesome we we absolutely love it and you know again the money that we get from this stuff isn't actually funding a trip to vegas we are just putting it back into prizes for our leagues so you know it's sweet you get to support us and we get to support you guys josh and pats we talked about pat a million times but you know please go check them out jp mtg bazaar uh, I think that's about everything. If you want to follow me on X, sorry, it's not Twitter anymore, Chewy. Got to call it by its right name. If no, that's it's Twitter, no, <laughs> yeah, no. Boom, boomer you, me can't change yeah, that. Yeah. Sorry. If you want to yeah. follow me on Twitter, uh, I am at Joel Hill underscore and Chewy. You have at Chewy MTG. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate you hanging out with us, and we will see you next time.